0: hello and welcome back to another week of kent and the steering team as always you are joined by myself drew my good mate phil unfortunately kent couldn't be here this week he is reorganizing his cassette collection anyway
1: on with the show mr phil how are you i'm quite well mr drew Uh, kicking on as always you know pointing slightly towards the future in you know at some sort of speed so you're doing the normal stuff and how are you
0: I am not too shabby. I am on the cusp of a wonderful day off. Lovely, lovely. That I have, I have no idea how I'm going to spend it, except that for the next hour I will be conversing with you over a plethora of topics. Absolutely, we do have a bit.
1: Do you want to introduce them? Do you want me to? Uh, What what are we? What
0: are we? uh, What are we going for here? Oh my god, we've got so many. Mm, Um, Okay, we've please. Yeah, yeah. Why is my computer making sounds? I heard that. You heard that. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if there is a way to mute that. That is. Uh, you could mute the computer. Oh, my goodness, that is Yesup. I'm sorry. That that is that is no. Nah, never mind. <laughs> um. Continue. Anyway, on with the show. On with the show. We have. S- <laughs> I've got to find a way to mute this thing. Just mute the computer. So that way no sound comes through it. There we go.
1: Do, do, can you still hear Yeah, okay. Sorry, continue.
0: Yeah, 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 we're delaying here. <laughs> um. Anyway, on with the show. On with the show. Onwards. Onwards, onwards, onwards with the show. Yes. Onwards Continue. toward a future. Yes. <laughs> yes. Man, people must be sick of it already. Um, probably. We have so much on this week. We have a couple of Shotgun movie reviews. We have trailer reviews. Or at least one trailer review. I don't know. Was there more than one? Yes, there I've is. I've already forgotten. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else? Ah, uh, I will briefly talk about something that I am going to in the next few days. Yes, indeed. And oh, and my misadventures in relearning how to drive manual. Yes, I
1: I can uh, chip in with that one too. But yeah, we have got a big big show lined up yes. here, and I think
0: Drew, would you would should
1: we should we kick us straight off the bat with um, give us our double barrel uh, shotgun film reviews. We've got. Uh, two excellent ones one that Sarah and I will go and see in the next couple of days and one which we have absolutely no intention of watching whatsoever Sarah maybe me absolutely not Um, what I'm talking about are the two films in Knives Out and Frozen 2 Drew go let me hear it
0: alrighty Frozen 2 the sequel to the I still don't understand why it is a smash hit for Disney it's because it's got a song Um, by uh, Adele (laughs) Dazim.
1: (laughs) <laughs> according to uh, John Travolta.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I still love that. <laughs> yes. Okay, sequel to Frozen. Um. Honestly, I didn't think Frozen needed any more attention. However, however, I recall saying, however many years ago it was now, six years or something since Frozen came mm. out, uh, that a sequel could only improve it because... The first movie has no story Now, I know many of you out there like Frozen a lot I'm not saying I don't I'm just saying it's not that good
1: I can tell you I never had the intention of watching it As in, I don't intend on ever in my lifetime Watching Frozen No, because I feel like I've watched it by hearing the song played Almost on a continuous loop for about 49 hours, I think And not of my own choosing
0: Again, the song isn't bad. Yes, it is. But it's just not. Yeah, but it's not. It's not bad. But it's not everything that everyone's made it out to be. So overplaying it has ruined it completely. Absolutely, Anything it might have had, has been crushed. Mm-hmm. But this is again perks of a sequel, is that you can sort of fly under the radar when the first movie is so massive, which means, the songs in the second movie are not going to get overplayed. At all, does it have does it, does it have anything like what um, Let It Go is trying to be? They have a song... There is a song that's meant to be the song of the movie, mm-hmm. the way Let It Go was. Difference is, it's actually a bloody good song. It's unlike
1: like Let It Go, which is a bit
0: average. Oh, actually, I say a bit average. Very average. They actually have a good very song Very average. It's, it is a good song. Yep. It's a solid song that allows... Adele Gazim to show <laughs> to show the wickedly local range it, Does correctly. it still
1: have the wickedly wonderful, one and only the wickedly
0: wonderful? <laughs> wickedly wonderful. Does it still have... to point th- out the fact that he made a wicked joke, understanding that she is in wicked. <laughs> the unfortunate and he's still got a name well, wrong.
1: Exactly, he he made such a, a clever kind of um, well written underline there, but 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 uh, the fact that the name is wrong. Adina Menzel, the fact that he got it as Adele Dazim <laughs> What's wrong with him? But anyway, is she in it? She's in it. Cast back.
0: Oh yeah, the entire cast is back. Cool. Um, but yeah, finishing up on that song, it it is really like it is a good song. It's a solid song, and it's good for her. And then in the credits, Brendan Urie sings it. Oh, really. That's and he does a spectacular job of it as well.
1: Well, Brendan Urie is a fantastic yeah, singer,
0: you know. Outside of
1: um, a Panic the Disco, is fantastic in itself. But Brendan Urie on his own is is
0: remarkable anyway. Yeah, you know, as himself, yeah, look, he is. He really is. Mm. Um, as far as as far as the movie itself, what it does that Frozen didn't do is it actually has a story. <laughs> Is it better than Frozen 1 in that sense, then? Is it a better film, do you think? In in every way, it's better than Frozen 1. We got to the end of the movie and the four of us are all looking at each other going, wow, that was so much better. Uh,
1: another question for you. Does it... Uh, I feel like this film, despite the fact that I've seen it advertised in most places, feels like it wasn't advertised or pushed as hard as what Frozen 1 was. Um, this kind of feels to me like it, it was... Not that it ever was, but it feels like I'm. I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't launched directly on um, Disney Plus, as opposed to you know going out into the cinema. It just doesn't feel like it's going to garner as much of a, a attention or anything like that as the original did. I could be wrong. It's, I have no idea.
0: I think it's really hard because it's always going to sit in the shadow of what the first movie did. Um, I would not have sent it to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm at least not, like, like, it is a theatrical film. Sure. And it belongs in a cinema that it, it absolutely is one of those films. I think what's going to happen is it may even go the way of the two Rescuers films where mm-hmm. the second one is acknowledged as the better movie, but everyone remembers the first one. I think that'll definitely be the case because, you know, let it go, eh? Mmm. Mm. But look, it is it is a really good film. Basically, the, the rough idea of the plot is that they've they've all settled down in Arendelle and, you know, all the stuff from the first movie is over and done with. The Elsa's, you know, accepted herself and her powers and re- reintegrated herself into the the city and mm-hmm. with the people and everything. Um, Anna and Kristoff are together now and yada yada. Anyway, um... A a new threat approaches the town in the form of the elements of earth, fire, wind, water, whatever, right? And between that and some other weird things that happen, they, they go on a journey into the forest surrounding their town and discover... Things to do with their parents and to do with their history and also the history of Elsa's powers. Okay, okay. So, so it actually it actually doubles down and delves in into interesting backstory, but it also lets its characters develop at the same time. I was going to say chucking a one or the other. I was going to say now you know knowing that I haven't seen
1: Frozen one, um, <coughs> does it kind of do the the whole? ridiculous Cars 2 theme, uh, thing where it, it kind of focuses more on, um, you know, no. than, than, a, than, a, than a different cast member or, you know, a, a background character like Cars 2 thought they should do for some reason when they made the whole story about the stupidest worst character in the entire film rather than focusing no. around...
0: No. Okay, no, no, not at all. Not at all. They... I think it's a very tricky line they have to balance because you've got five main characters. But does it have five main characters? And, and they, or is Elsa kind of the does. lead and then the
1: other ones are just no, below? that's just...
0: No, no. that's poor marketing. Okay. Because even the first, even the first movie, I, I swear Elsa has less screen time than Anna. Okay. Okay. But you've got Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Sven, and Olaf, and all five of them... Have a complete three-act character journey in the film. That's fantastic, then. Excellent. I was I was so surprised. I was really happy with it. Well, Drew, then, how many horseshoes out of seven would you give it? How many horseshoes out of seven? I'd, I'd give it a solid... Four and a half horseshoes out of seven. Oh,
1: there you go. There's our our yeah. double barrel shotgun review of Frozen Two. Moving right along then to Knives Out. Drew, as I said earlier in the this intro,
0: is, this is going to be interesting because I can't divulge anything. No,
1: you could no since you're going no it, to it, it, it. it, so it is, is
0: it's it's interesting. But it, the Frozen one, you gave nothing away either. This
1: is I, I think yeah. I think that also, um, it's a whodunit. You know, it's a, it's a game of Cluedo or Clue, depending on where you are in the world. It's, um, it's a murder on the Orient Express. It's a um, vacation murder. It's a, you know, it's a literally every sort of whodunit ever made, but done in a different way with an interesting cast. Drew, your review, Shotgun review, Double Barrel review of Knives Out.
0: Alrighty. I don't know why we keep making gun references to a knife. Because, well, because it's a double. But yes, yeah. true. But it's because there's two reviews. <laughs> it's a double barrel. Make I the chocolate send. I know, I know, I know. But all I'm hearing in my head is guns for knives. <laughs> okay, knives out. Knives out is a Ryan Johnson whodunit, and I think that is the best way to describe it. So. For those of you that have seen anything of Ryan Johnson's outside of Star Wars, because Star Wars is not a fair measure of <laughs> him's <laughs> work. I like The Last Jedi a lot. No, I so do, so do I, I, but I know that it's panned kind of a lot. It's polarizing, but also it's not like if you've seen Ryan Johnson movies, like, you understand that there is a very particular style and mm-hmm. not it's not as obvious if you only watch Star Wars but uh, okay my my best example is Looper Mm -hmm. if you recall all the twists and turns in Looper Mm -hmm. and how one very clever concept enhanced the movie Mm -hmm. in so many ways that is this he's basically spun the classic whodunit and told it his own way he's broken a number of whodunit conventions but still made it work the, the basic plot of the movie is that a family patriarch has died apparently by suicide. The police have come, but they've also allowed a private investigator to come and help solve the mystery. They've brought the entire family together in the house as they try and figure out whether or not it really was a suicide because there is a lot to be gained by every member of the family as the the father who has died was a was a of all things a crime and and who done it writer himself a murder mystery author i didn't know that that's interesting that's clever I like that he's he's a, yeah he's a murder mystery author and you know, owns this massive multi million dollar empire based on the books he's written. Right. And everyone in the family has something to gain from his death. Mm, of course. Uh, who's who's in
1: it? Who what do we what do we have as a cast? I know it's an all all uh, well mostly all star casts, an interesting cast. Um, I wonder so if it's playing, gonna be interesting to playing see playing how we, our,
0: um what's on screen? Yes. Playing our private investigator is Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. In the one of the greatest performances I have ever seen from him. He has a Kentucky accent. <laughs> well, that's a bit like in uh,
1: Logan Lucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. he's brought the <laughs> accent back. Fantastic. Yeah. It 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 is just perfect. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Jamie Lee Curtis playing one of uh, one of the old man's daughters. Mm-hmm. Oh, the old man, the patriarch. Christopher Plummer. How old is Christopher Plummer now? Like eighty something, and he's just—he's so sharp in it. It's amazing. I get um, I get Christopher Christopher Plummer and um, Michael Gambon
1: confused sometimes.
0: Only if I see them very Ooh. briefly. Oh man, the worst was when I was a kid. I'd mix up Christopher Plummer and Christopher Palmer. <laughs> well, that's understandable. Listen to the names. Oh, it was so tricky. I know, I know they look completely different. It doesn't Christopher matter. Christopher Palmer. Christopher Palmer was in As Time Goes By with mm. Judy Dench. It doesn't matter. I think look at the name. It's enough. Yeah. It's just. Ugh. All right. Who else have we got? Um. We've got Chris Evans mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. We do. Jamie Lee Curtis's son. Uh, playing her husband is Don Johnson. Uh, Michael Shannon plays Jamie Lee Curtis's brother, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, who else if
2: we that. I, I like that
1: like the, the family tree here is being described from, as if Jamie Lee Curtis is in the center and you're kind of branching off from there and describing everyone off of it. I'm,
0: ha- <laughs> I'm having to, um, oh, oh, one of my, this is, it's almost like a glorified cameo, but he's in it for a decent chunk. Mm-hmm playing the family lawyer, is Frank Oz. Really? Really. Did, did that appear in credits at all? I don't think, it, like, on, like, trailers and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Not in the trailers. Oh, there was one or two trailers that kind of highlighted that he was in it. Right. He, I d- it doesn't talk about it much. Didn't know that at all. Yeah. I'll bring it on. And it's so good. Well, we could we do it then. I was sitting there wondering how he got into it, and then I remembered, of course, that he was in the Last Jedi.
1: Yeah, of course. There you go. There's, there's, I was that's like, what okay. they, so
0: they have they have a history, <laughs> of course. <laughs> that makes more sense. There's some chemi- chemistry there. Then clearly, they're they're continuing to work together. Um, but it's a decent role. Like he actually has has minutes of screen time in there talking. It's not like in Blues Brothers where he's just handing over. Yeah, just not effects really. X at the beginning. Yeah. Um, um, who else was there? The, it was such a stacked up cast. Oh, Tony Collette playing. Um, she played a daughter in law of Christopher <coughs> Plummer, but her husband had died, so she just kept herself attached to the family. Because <laughs> she knew there was wealth there. Yeah, yeah, just basically just feeding money off them. Oh dear! Uh, uh,
1: knives out. In terms of whodunits, where do you where where do you place it? Do you think that it was a strong execution? Do you think it was something different? Do you think it's something that you can't really expect for the kind of tried and tested whodunit kind of format?
0: I like that it was pointedly different. Okay. That that won me over more than anything else. It was different, and that made me happy.
1: Okay, that's that's good. That's that's a. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that that sort of uh, feedback on it because yeah, look, I, I I've been concerned with. It. I'm going to go
0: see it anyway. Sarah would like to see it, and I'd like to go and see it because why not? I think you'll enjoy it a lot. I I took mum and dad, mm-hmm. and both of them thoroughly enjoyed it. Mum was just sitting there laughing throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. It is wickedly funny. Wickedly wonderful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, like it, it's hands down it's one of the best movies I've seen all year i, I was really? really surprised at how good it was and the aesthetic felt like it was made somewhere between the 60s and the 80s yeah <laughs> it did like they've really doubled down on that feeling to make it timeless right even though it is set in the present day and it has today's technology oh really I didn't know that never I, I didn't know that from the trailer it didn't look like it was No, it doesn't, but it is set in the present day, there are iPhones visible, but he does such a good job at making sure that they are not inconsequential, Mm -hmm. but that they are not the focus of the story that, hey, we have this technology or anything like that. It is so much more about the mind game and figuring out the puzzle. Okay, okay, and well then... Well, Which is what it should be.
1: Yeah, well, well in that, that case then, how many knives out of uh, six would you give it, six and a half would you give it?
0: Out of six and a half? Yeah, knives. I'd give it the six.
1: <laughs> six, six... Um, out of
0: six and a half knives.
1: Yeah, six out of six and a half knives, fantastic,
0: well wow. The half The half knife, you've not realised you've made an excellent sort of thing toward the movie with your six and a half You'll understand after you see. Yeah, I see. Right, you're gonna leave me hanging. You're gonna the leave half, us the gl- half thing. <laughs> right, you're
1: gonna leave us all hanging. Then, okay. Oh, I am at least for a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we'll get to hear your review of it next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and obviously because then by then it will be it would have been out for a little while, so we can go into a little bit more depth with a little bit more uh, spoilerinos in it, I guess. Um, spoilerinos. <coughs> I like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fantastic, Drew. I thank you for your your uh, input oh, on on the uh, the two films we we should probably move it along just a little bit now you mentioned exactly we should yes. uh, <coughs> uh, continue on with the show you did mention though that daniel craig was a starring role in that film of course it leads oh, us on yes. to our next segment which is our trailer reviews there are two films that we have to review the trailers for we have bond 25 uh, no time to die, I think it is called, yes. um, and we also yes. have the trailer for Marvel's Black Widow.
0: Oh, that's the other one. Yeah, that was the <laughs> other one.
1: Drew, Drew. Yeah, uh,
0: let's, let's kick off with Bond.
1: Let's kick off with Bond. Now, I didn't know the trailer was coming out. I was sitting on the sofa just before, and um, yeah. you you had just messaged me saying you were getting ready, and then uh, or waking up, and then the uh, the trailer came up on my Facebook, and I went ahead and watched it i've watched it again now on my laptop in much much larger screen which is nice um yeah, I need to do that. it's about yeah. three minute long three minutes long the trailer yeah uh you know it's interesting I, I stopped kind of paying attention there was the whole fiasco with the way the film was going to be made will it be be made will bond be out for, or will daniel craig be out for this one you know he he said he'd rather slit his wrists than do another one yep of course, and it led to... Danny Boyle came on to make one. Yeah, we had the, the director drop out, because um, it, it turned out the issues were there primarily. Um, so then Daniel Craig said, I'm back in again. I wasn't sure if Christoph Waltz was going to hang around, because he'd been apparently tied in. If Daniel Craig was to do another one with the director, blah, 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 Christoph Waltz would stick around and do another one, um, seeing as he was in Spectre. And then suddenly we had Danny Boyle on board and it looked like we we're getting a new screen, a new script and whatever. And then suddenly, here we are, the trailer's dropped, Danny Boyle's not a part of it. Uh, of course, there was also the controversy of, of apparently 007 being um, a black female, which blew everyone's mind and everyone was furious that James Bond was now going to be a that's, female.
0: that's not inaccurate, um, 007 is a black <coughs> Correct. Woman.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah. That, but James Bond is still Daniel Gregg for this film at least. Um, yep. You can't change the name over to, to, you know, just because apparently 007 isn't
0: Bond or something like that. Anyway, you can give the 007 status away though.
1: Well, exactly, because that doesn't matter who the person is. It, it's it's.
0: Bonds had his in what? How many? Fifty something years. Bond has had his 00 status revoked. What half a dozen times?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at the Daniel Craig, Craig. storyline, at start the 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 way. Casino Royale starts is by showing you how he got that status, which was getting his two yep. kills meant that he was eligible for Double O status. And so they write it, wrote it, wrote on the computer. Status confirmed. 007 is his number. Yeah. Um, you yep. know, we've seen that. Um, we've had him disappear for a little while um, throughout the series. We had him resign at one point as well. That was at the end of Casino Royale, and he came back straight after in Quantum of Solace. You know, Daniel Craig's done a lot. I think it's interesting that the Daniel Craig storyline has kind of been more of a complete story rather than just one-off stories. It's the only time they've ever done that. <laughs> and I find it interesting... I think it's it's been interesting. We had Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Then we had um, Skyfall... Skyfall and Spectre. Skyfall and Spectre. Skyfall somewhat on its own, um, separate to Quantum of Solace and... and um, Casino Royale and Spectre came along and somewhat linked into it Um, and then now we've got this film which to my absolute joy looks like it is a continuation of the story. Um, We do have, well well because we have Christoph Waltz is back, my favourite you know, um, foreign star Yep. um y- yep. you know and leah sido returning from the last one as well exactly so so we do that we have money penny coming back again ralph fiends is also and coming q. back as um as m uh we have yep. uh, ben, ben wishaw, wishaw is, q. as q who i think is a fantastic q john cleese you oh, know yeah. can't fault john cleese but the fact that <laughs> you know it's just the fact that they they're kind of Introducing that 21st century twist by having such a young Q, I think is really cool. Um,
0: also, he and Daniel Craig just have wonderful banter. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it is so satisfying to watch them together.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I think they they work so well alongside each other. Um, however, we've now got another main villain in this one. Seeing as uh, Christoph Waltz, by the looks of the trailer, is still incarcerated as we saw at the end of um specter uh so we
0: need a new villain
1: yes we have rami malek on screen so he's we do you know running away with all the good roles these days it seems but uh yeah look trailer wise it's interesting i think it tells a little bit too much the story however it could also be telling us nothing at all um, I find that it's very hard to give away a Bond movie, though. Yeah, because there's so many twists and turns and it's such an in-depth story. I yeah. find that the Bond films, are, besides Quantum of Solace, I think looking back at it, are some of the most kind of interesting twist-and-turn, flat-out films. I, I think Bonds, Bonds feel like cinema
0: events rather than just films. They are, and that, and that harkens back to... The concept of going to the cinema as an event which was something that happened when Bond first came out mm. um, that was the charm
1: yeah and so that they've just somehow been able to continue that and hopefully this one will stick the landing uh, look it's interesting being that it's Bond 25 the, the trailer ends with showing a um, re- once again a revitalised version of the uh, I don't know what you'd call it. What what, what would you call the thing with the, the gun barrel? Yeah, the gun barrel scene um, looks like they revitalized that. There's some interesting stunts. Um, they've got the DB five Aston Martin in there doing its kind of. They're showing off the fact that it's it's going to be quite, um, you know, like like when it first. Ap- yeah, not just that, but when it first appeared on screen way back when the, the uh, yeah. DB5 is going to have the gadgets like the headlights fold down and machine guns come out of it and that sort of thing it's got bulletproof glass they're really making that car look fantastic of course there's still advertising campaigns for Aston Martin in there and their new cars, the DB11 is in there at the hands of 007 um, they refer to James Bond in there as uh, what do they call him not, not Commander, I can't remember the way they call him yeah, Commander. It's Commander Bond. Okay, they call him Commander is, Bond.
0: Yeah, because he is a commander in the Navy.
1: Yeah, so he's, he's not got his status as double um, O. Uh, yeah, but look, it looks fantastic. Uh,
0: oh, I, yes. well, I remember. <coughs> you'll, you'll appreciate this. One of our new Bond girls mm-hmm. in this movie... Hang on, where are we? I had it open a second ago. Um, ...is also in Knives Out. Who? Who? Uh, what's her name? Anna De Armas. So she plays Marta. The she's the healthcare worker in Knives Out. Mm -hmm. She takes care of Christopher Plummer's character. She is one of the main Bond girls for the new film. Okay, fantastic. That's that's nice. She also she was also in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Was she? Yes, she was.
1: Oh, she was. Yes, she was. Okay. joy! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, looking at the cast list as well, I've just noticed that our good mate from Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, Jeffrey Wright, who played Felix, the um, oh yeah, Felix uh, is back. Yeah, we we got our um, um, uh, CIA agent back. Uh, in the Felix trailer, he later. asks, he does. He does. He also asked for um, a favor of Bond, so apparently he's going to be doing some work for them. Um, and also, we've got Tanner back as well. Tanner is definitely
0: back with the Roy K- uh, Kinnear. So, yeah. Look, I think it's going to be a good Kinnear one. Rory is the best Tanner. Just, just putting it out there. I, I have seen every Bond film a few times over. Rory Kinnear is the best Tanner.
1: Well, um, he just he just plays that kind of really good generic um, kind of what am I trying, what am I looking for here he, he plays kind of a good um,
0: he's a second tier character we know that
1: but he of course but he but he does a really good job at, at just being kind of the the not just computer guy but but the man behind the desk kind of thing you know he's yeah. really good at, at being that and he it's almost you know whenever you see him on screen you just you don't just go oh that guy's doing a pretty good job at acting as that you just believe that's what
0: he is and that's what he does. I'm still reeling from seeing him in Black Mirror.
1: I've seen that like episode. The didn't. first
0: episode of Black Mirror, <laughs> which is the only episode I've I've watched of Black Mirror because <laughs> it traumatized me that much that I've never gone back. <laughs> right. Oh, Black Mirror is an interesting one. Like there's so many I don't I'm not sure with Black Mirror. Uh, but But yeah, no, like he he is a very good he's a very good Tanner, but I I get what you mean, like that kind of role he mm. is very good at it. He just nails but it. you Tanner just believe that's a, what he does. But he's made the character a character that you actually remember because he, Tanner is a very know nothing character in the early Bond films. He sometimes pops up, but you can tell mm-hmm. he's not that important to the film plots. Mm. And but, now but he, he's become this integral part of the team. Yeah,
1: he, he's he's kind of the go to man for, for um for intelligence. He's the go to man for some stats or some advice or yeah. you know, he just he's just and he's always the in
0: between between Bond and M.
1: Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. Look, the film looks fantastic again. There's there's lots of stunts. Looks like there's going to be some motorbike stunts again, which we haven't seen since oh, Skyfall. Really? Skyfall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm excited for it. Um, it it almost it almost has a Skyfall feel to it in the sense that there there's some winter scenes. I know there were in Spectre as well, but it kind of feels a little bit more desolate, like that, like it was in Spectre. Uh, sorry, in Skyfall. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what the pacing's like, like, but I feel like it might be a little bit like Skyfall, but Skyfall was such a fantastic Bond film. Um, so let's see what
0: happens. I'm excited. I, am I always get excited for Bond I and I want to go back and rewatch all of them before it comes out.
1: Well, I think I will definitely go back and rewatch the, um, the Daniel Craig ones. The Craig ones. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, That's just a given. It's so hard to watch Quantum of Solace, though. I mean, as much as I like, kind of... I really enjoy the second half of Quantum of Solace. I'm not so keen on the first half, which is very slow. The opening chase is fantastic, but then it just gets into such kind of boring... (coughs) um, uh, You know, it feels like it has to go through all these logistics and stuff. And it's like, I
0: don't care. Just get on with it. I, I agree. I find it tricky because I... I always. It annoys me because Casino Royale is a complete movie, but then when you add Quantum of Solace, it makes Casino Royale two thirds of a story. Exactly. Quantum of Solace is the most unnecessary addition and isn't what
1: should have been made. Look, whether or not it was made the way it was because there were going to be some financial difficulties, or whether or not it's what led to the
0: financial difficulties. Wasn't it during the writer's strike?
1: I'm not sure. Look, I'd love to give it an excuse like that,
0: but all I know is that there was a I'm long... i sure it was. Well,
1: there was a long break after
0: Quantum of Solace before we got Skyfall because... There's two years. Oh, oh no, no. Between no, there was Quantum more than that. Skyfall, yeah, Quantum of Solace to Skyfall, there's nearly five years. It's because... I can't remember who went out of business. Was It, it wasn't Sony Pictures. Was it Metro, Golden Mare? It's a MGM and United Artists that were struggling.
1: Yeah, so then therefore that yeah. they'd kind of... The lack of but, success hey, from
0: it. Did you notice that um, that No Time to Die is not Sony? Yeah, why? Uh, because the rights were up for renewal, and Universal outbid Sony.
1: <laughs> right. It was just. It was a. So Universal
0: are distributing the new one.
1: Which is staggering because I, there's not. Universal haven't done it before because it was only Sony nope. came Sony came on only only came on for the last couple, anyway. Yes, Sony
0: only joined it for <coughs> Casino Royale onwards,
1: and and so it's just yeah I don't know I I don't it just doesn't feel right seeing the Universal logo before it I don't know why no
0: but it, it's weird how how distribution works right so mm. the first twenty four films you can buy in one box set. The first 20 films, the home media distribution, at least in Australia, is owned by 20th Century Fox.
1: Yeah, well, it's a bit like who owns what brand, you know, around the world. So, like, for example, Monster is owned by Schweppes in um, Australia, who also own Pepsi, but then in Australia. But then overseas, it's its own brand, or in some places, it's Coca-Cola. And,
0: you know, it's all just a bit of a chamozzle, a bit of a mess, but anyway. You know. But Universal and Sony are actually joined together for distribution in Australia. Bizarre. For home for home media, for Blu-ray and DVD and all of that, mm-hmm. Universal and Sony are actually combined together to do their distribution.
1: Right. It's, it's just a, it's a weird one how they, all these deals work. So
0: it'll, it'll have consistency for distribution here, at least when it comes to Blu-ray.
1: Yeah, right. Okay, well, fair enough. Um... Yeah, all I can the say is weird, it very weird. All I can say is I'm very much looking forward to that, um, and I'm sure you Ooh, are yeah. too. I cannot wait to see it's out in April. Um, I'm so
0: excited.
1: Moving uh. on from there, though, we have uh,
0: it's out in April, yes. Yeah, April, and oh my goodness, you could go down to the premiere at the Odeon at Leicester Square. Don't say that. Don't Drew. too late. Don't
1: push you me. Do it. Don't push me. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 the excitement! <laughs> Moving on from there, though, we do have another trailer, yes. and that is Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson Alrighty. is finally getting her own film in the Marvel series. I feel like they maybe should have replaced one of the Thor films um, for a Black Widow film, especially after her introduction in Spider-Man. Uh, sorry, in um, Iron Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny. Yeah, Iron Man too. It was Iron Man yeah. too. <laughs> that's funny. Black it was Widow. Spider Man. Too. Spider-Man, that's yep. funny. Yeah, clever. <laughs> anyway, anyway,
0: Drew. Anyway,
1: tell me. Yes. <laughs> thoughts.
0: I I'm still hesitant about the whole thing. However, David Harbour made me laugh in it. <laughs> Is he playing? He's
1: playing okay. a Russian.
0: Yeah, he's playing a Russian. But just I love David Harbour. Oh, who doesn't? He's just. He made the new Hellboy bearable to watch. He, he, he genuinely did. He was the... S- it was a god-awful film. He but- was the
1: star of the season of Stranger Things as well, let's be honest.
0: Oh, he's been the star for the last two seasons. You know, I think we're all getting a bit
1: sick of the, the kids being a little bit kind of angsty and teeny. So, you know, we, yeah, we have David he, Harbour with his kind of... His uh, uncomfortableness with teenage angst to kind of yeah. resonate with the audience. So, you know, he is the star no doubt (laughs) he's
0: brilliant but look look overall the film from this trailer to me it looks like it could be a solid character driven film more in the vein of winter soldier that's what that was Mm. the feeling i got was that it's it's a Marvel movie, but it's not a superhero movie, which is what Winter Soldier was. Well, I was about
1: to say the exact same thing. It it feels very unsuperhero y um, which
0: is the way it needs to go.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think it will play out interestingly if if they if they if they stick the landing and do as the trailer kind of looks like it they're doing. Um, I think that's a good thing because again, yeah, we haven't seen that for ages. Like eighty, we haven't seen that for an entire phase, at least.
0: No, and I like when they do different. Mm. I'm, like, I'm looking at the shelf trying to pick out what the last one was that did anything like that. It, it really is Winter Soldier. It's not even, um, it's not even Civil War. No, Civil War had a very,
1: um, very superhero kind of. Uh, <laughs> You know, fan service part in it, like it just went way overboard, um, superhero. Yeah. But the rumours are that um, I don't know if they're rumours or rumours confirmed, but Tony
0: Stark will be in this film. We because think because it's it's a it's not a prequel, but it's not no because well, it's, it's, it's not, not it's in set in before chronological order. No,
1: exactly. This is set years before now.
0: Yeah, which is fine. I honestly for. For people 10, 15 years from now, if they go back and watch all the Marvel movies, they're Mm -hmm. not going to care. It's not going to matter that it came later because they can watch it in whatever order they want to. Yeah, exactly. And it won't won't be uncomfortable. I think it's uncomfortable for us because Mm -hmm. we've gone through the last decade with the films and watched it in this particular order.
1: Mm. Um, But having said that, we look...
0: I'm gonna be on the fence until I see it. That's what? What's the just f- how it'll be? Why have they decided? I'm kind of not I've, sure
1: why this film exists, to be honest. In the sense that I have theories. <laughs> do you, Okay, well, let's hear your, your theories in a moment. I, I'm I'm not sure because we no spoilers. Look, whatever, for God's sake. Um, we've had um Avengers happen. Mm-hmm. That's happened now, we've seen that, Um, Endgame's happened, here we are, we're now going to have, by the sounds of it, have, um, well this film now is coming out, obviously it doesn't sit in chronological order because it's not possible that this can, Um, they went for many years without making this film, and now they finally decided to make this film, why? Drew, theories?
0: Uh, I think there's a heap of political correctness in there. Okay, that's really exactly do. what I thought it would have been. A bit like it's um, just, Black It's just bugging me. I think also they... I, th- I think they do acknowledge the fact that they've got someone like Scarlet there who can absolutely carry a film on her own. Mm-hmm. That like she... I, I do think she is an underutilized talent in those films. I've always thought that.
1: I think so too and I do think that in the same where same
0: way Jeremy Renner is wasted in there. Yeah, are we going are we going to get a new Hawkeye film? We're getting a Hawkeye series on Disney Plus.
1: But is it going to have Jeremy Renner?
0: Yes. Oh, okay, no, you've told me that before. I do know that. Um I'm I, actually good with that. I I think that Hawkeye would be better in a long-form series. It depends on where they situate it, you know. And by that, I mean time. Where, unless they gave him, unless they gave him a movie as Ronan, like when he's Ronan. But I swear that would just be the Wolverine all over again. Mm, yeah, no, I don't think so. That's all it would be. And I also don't want to see a movie of him just brooding because his family disappeared in in the snap. Like,
1: yeah, no. Again, I, I think that a series will be good depending on when, what, when in time they they put it. Whether it's an origin or whether it's not, I'm not sure. Um, but it, again, I think it depends on timeline and where they put that will we'll make or break the series. Um, I think that Scarlett yeah. Johansson, again, I think that she, I feel like maybe they should have just done a film for Black Widow straight after Iron Man two. Like, I feel like that's when it should have come in that early on to introduce a char- an, an actor of that level um, yeah. with a character with that sort of twist in it in Iron Man 2 and not do anything with it and just expect you to kind of understand the significance of this person all the way through and now to be doing a film for them. I think it's a little bit too late, but anyway, look, we'll see what it's happens. It's a little
0: too after the fact. Yeah. But honestly, we don't know. The quality could be there. It could be. We just, we I'm also. Never
1: know. I'm also a little bit worried that this may be a little bit Red Sparrow or Salt, like two films that I'm kind of not completely yeah. thrilled with. But yeah. uh, let's see. Look, look. I'm going to hold my judgment. I agree. It's a Marvel. I, I agree. quite like the things. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, look. And at the end of the day, she's done plenty of other great work and plenty of other wonderful films that she has led. So. Mm we've always got that to fall back on.
1: Yeah, exactly. So look, let's see what happens, but look, um, got David Harbour in this. It's going to be great. Got Scarlett Johansson in it. It's going to be great. Let's see what happens. Wait and see. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it's going to be fun.
1: Time will tell. We don't have long to wait. Speaking of not waiting, here's another segue for you. Not long to wait. Drew, you've just booked tickets recently. Oh my God. I've booked tickets. You just booked tickets. Tell me all about what you booked uh. tickets for. Tell me all about what's happening. You've got a night to go to. You've got a big night to go to. It's going to be exciting. Yep. Boom. Monday
0: night, I will be at the Hayden Orpheum Picture Palace in Cremorne Mm -hmm. for a preview screening of Taika Waititi's new film, Jojo Rabbit.
1: Fantastic. I am so jealous. That is going to be fantastic.
0: It is being hosted by two of Australia's sweethearts of film review, Margaret and David. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> well, I look. Um,
1: obviously, whatever they have to say, they're, they're, they're no doubt going to be entirely biased towards the film, seeing as they are there as guests to introduce the film. But um, it's a Taika Waititi know, film. Like, look, it's a Taika Waititi uh, film. You can't really yeah, go yeah. wrong, anyway. You can't do that think, wrong. I don't think
0: either of them have. I don't think either of them have ever given a bad review to anything Taika's made. So. No,
1: and 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 also, it it is one of his films. When was the last time a bad one was made exactly um,
0: yeah <laughs> but also
1: but also I think it would be fantastic to see them it's been a long time since I've kind of seen them on screen myself um, in any sort of yeah. capacity um, I think one of my favorite things is the fact that someone made a uh, a, a spoof um, Twitter account for David and it was basically just this angry bitter old man when really you see him and he's the nice sweetheart whereas Margaret's the more kind of hardcore ruthless you know one out of the two of them. Um,
0: he used to see David once a week when I worked at the cinema in the mountains. Oh, of course he did. Yes, of course he did. Um, and he would come in every week to see the films to do his reviews.
1: Is that where he? That how it happened?
0: He, he he'd go to the edge and see his movies there. That's he still fantastic. does. Fantastic. He lives up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but that's how. That's yeah. that's where the. Uh, I wonder if he brought a little notepad along with him and then took some notes. Anyway doesn't matter uh (laughs) drew it's gonna be fantastic jojo rabbit is going to be excellent like i i i just wonder how tyke is gonna hit it i've tried to not pay as much attention as i possibly can so that way it's as you know there are certain films that you can watch the trailers for and stuff but this one's one where i've seen the teaser and i've left it at that and now i'm just waiting for the film itself ah it's gonna be sick when is it due out where you are i'm not sure and I, I, I it I'm, kind of slipped my mind a little bit, and I was just waiting before I knew that I'd be reminded by ads or something like that, or people posting about it, or you know, I'd accidentally see a trailer pop up somewhere and you know, turn my eyes. But no, I've not seen much about it, and not seen much advertisement for it.
0: I'm looking it up to try and find out for you now.
1: I'm terrified that it's going to be such an indie film over here and just not
0: broadcast. I'm really, really grateful that. I'm going to this preview because it's not you out here until December 26.
1: That's a really early preview.
0: Here we go, here we go. International release dates. So it came out in Canada at Toronto Film Festival on the 8th of September. Um, Where are the wide releases? Limited release in the US, 18 October... Uh, Played the London Film Festival on the 5th of October. New Zealand got its wide release on the 24th of October. So it's a really... Uh, American... It's staggered because they wanted to tour the film festivals. So the wide release in the US was the 8th of November. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Played Bath Film Festival on 17th of November. Yeah, wide release here is the 26th of December. And you get it on January 1st. Oh, that's not so bad. Okay, I don't have to wait too
1: long, but I swear, don't you dare come back and you can tell me about the event and if you thought the movie won't was good or bad, but thing. don't say anything
0: about the movie itself. I won't. Don't I you won't. dare. I'm just disappointed, though, because it's going to come out January 1st for you, which means you may not be able to cut it into your top 10 of the year. <laughs> True, but it will be the yardstick for
1: next year, which isn't a bad thing that's true to start off, off the, the year with a bang like that pretty special Oh, man.
0: And, and look I've already, I've already been I don't know about you but I've been looking back at my movie list for this year trying to figure out my top 10
1: uh, oh, barely I look I haven't I don't know how many movie movies I've seen I've not seen enough movies but also look but that that's almost makes it harder that almost makes it harder that I haven't seen it as many movies so therefore it I've I, only a certain few will miss out. Um,
0: I feel like the better films have actually been in the second half of this year. Yeah, I would. I'm, ag- I'm looking at the list now. Thing from Booksmart to um, Doctor Sleep to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, like it's all second half of the year things. Yesterday.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's true. Um, it has been a strong end of the year. I mean, I think can, I think. Can you, mm-hmm.
0: can you believe we saw Glass this year?
1: Oh, true, but but I do have to say... Oh, I, Vice. Uh, oh, of course,
0: Vice. Vice was... That was this year? That was... That was January 6th at Bondi Junction. Vice I was...
1: I I'm so glad you did. You might have to send me that list. So that way I can try and work it out myself. But Ooh. Vice is one of the... Vice is one of my favourite movies of the year, comfortably.
0: The Nicole Kidman one, Destroyer?
1: Oh, that was a surprise, wasn't it? We weren't sure if we're gonna. We were going to we were not sure what we were gonna see, and we were like, "Yeah, fuck it, let's go see it." And it was good.
0: Yeah,
1: that was really good. I, re- I enjoyed that one a lot.
0: I quite forgot about it.
1: Um, well, Drew, can I make a suggestion then? Can we say maybe the um, the episode that comes out on Boxing Day can be yes. our uh, countdown top 10, ten movie of the le- of, of the year episode? I agree. I agree okay let's do that um yeah. excellent sounds yeah. good to me um so
0: that'll be a good boxing day treat for everyone
1: absolutely you can can listen along and you can go out and head out on boxing day uh, or, or the day after whenever we get the episode out um preferably yeah. boxing Day, and go and buy the uh films and watch them at home and tell us what you think yourself okay fantastic drew jojo rabbit i'm jealous can't wait um, I will tell you nothing about it. Tell then. me nothing about it whatsoever. And look, we've got a couple of minutes left, but let's, let's go ahead with, uh, your, our final story, which was, uh, all about,
0: um, yeah, the misadventures in driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learning <laughs> how to drive again. You've already gone through the pain and now no, it's my turn. I'm
1: still going through the pain. Drew, I'm no better. I've not, no, I've not improved. That.
0: say that. Don't say that. You've been doing this a while. I've had one lesson and I'm going to be doing it in two months. Yeah, the, <laughs> the,
1: the good thing is I've got an incredibly God. capable girlfriend that, that is, you know, I'm I'm every single time she drives me around Leeds, I'm just blown away with, with <laughs> her abilities because this is... Uh, sitting in the passenger street, and I mean in absolutely no disrespect because I'm not saying it's a slide on Sarah's driving or whatsoever. It's not. Leeds is one of the most stressful places I've ever sat in a car around and I've been to places like oh India. God. The the roads oh here are so horrendous because you'll be in a lane and suddenly that lane will end or your lane will become a bus lane or suddenly there'll be arrows on the ground and lane markings that say your lane can go one way but it turns out you can actually cut in from the third lane to the right across your lane and it doesn't matter and it's just and then it's go and stop and then there's roundabouts that have traffic lights and then there's roundabouts that are so big and have like an entire park in the middle of the bloody thing um there's cars coming every which way there's drivers being rude there's some places where there's no marking on the the ground at all there's roads where it is so narrow for two cars to pass side by side yet they still allow cars to park on either side of the street as well you know it's just so chaotic yet Sarah does an amazing job But Sarah does an amazing job of driving through there, and she does an amazing yep. job of driving the manual, which requires a lot of stop-starts in a city like Leeds. So, uh, look... After. Oh, God. Drew, oh God. you're going to be fine on the open road.
0: Yeah, well, two months from today, I'll be driving from Southampton to <laughs> Bath. So, it's... You'll God, to hope that's a decent open road. Yeah, you'll be fine.
1: And Bath is... Bath is okay. I mean, it's... Uh, from my memory from 2008 bath was old but pretty wide you'll be fine yep
0: and then two and a bit weeks after that we will all be together in leeds
1: exactly oh. right exactly right just just get um just get uh, your travel buddy to do the driving <laughs> interly <Lee.
0: laughs> We'll see, we'll see how we'll it's... Yeah. Hey, the day... the Okay, so, the day we drive into Leeds, we're coming from Dufftown. It's a seven-hour drive. Oh, wow, that's a long drive. That's the longest single day of driving in the entire trip. Well, look, I'll make sure that I have a lovely chicken pie
1: um, here for you when you get here.
0: Ooh, what kind of pie?
1: Chicken pies. <laughs> Because that's what Sarah and I had for dinner, and it was lovely. We've been we're, we're craving. we we're kind of we've been eating a little bit chickens, un- it a little bit unwell or, or not very healthily the last couple of days. Yeah. And we finally decided let's do something homemade. And it was cold outside, and we made wonderful chicken pie. Group effort. I thought it was fantastic. Wouldn't you say, Sarah? So,
0: well done. Yeah,
1: it was excellent. Very well done.
0: But anyway, you're driving, Drew. I had my first lesson Mm -hmm. and it was terrifying and hilarious. It's completely terrifying. So, okay. So fair backstory of my driving. Um, When I was 14, we're out on a farm in parks. I drove the car for the first time then, and it was auto. Mm -hmm. And that was a little bit crazy and funny. Then I got my L's when I was 16. First car I drove on upon getting my L's was manual and I drove it maybe half a dozen times just on in car parks or on you know my street and that just sort of trying to get the hang of it all Mm -hmm. but then we moved states and we wound up selling the car that was manual and we got another car that was auto so I just stuck with auto Mm -hmm. and did that for the last 10 years (laughs) So I haven't driven manual ever since.
1: Well, look, um, I find it quite interesting the fact that in a place like Australia, you'd think that... I'm kind of surprised at how almost every single car nowadays is automatic. Like, it, uh, well, by that I mean I, I'm not surprised by that. That I'm makes complete sense to me. It's just kind of moving with the times, it's the way it goes, city driving is... Kind of a little bit more efficient and, and easier in an automatic. There's, you know, again, it cities are very stop start. Why not have an automatic? If you're driving yep. long distances as well, why not have it as an automatic as well? Because then again, you just there's there's less to do basically. Yep. Um, yep. But then suddenly here in the UK, uh, automatics are almost hard to come by. You know, it's it's the, everything's manual still. I didn't think that that was a thing. In fact, so many cars which I thought. Where I know in Australia are no longer sold as manuals and are only so sold as autos or semi-automatics over here you yeah. can get them in manual and I'm just like, well I didn't even know that was a thing anymore but yeah, it's interesting. but anyway,
0: Drew, did you, yes did you ever drive semi-auto before? Um, not a proper semi-automatic, um, vehicle. Not like, not like what I've got with. No, the yeah, no, no,
1: no, ex- exactly like that, exactly like that, where you can switch it into that sort of mode. I've never done it myself, but I yeah. know how it operates and I know that it is, uh, it's not the on a sports car, they're more efficient and work a little bit better, but nonetheless, they yeah, are still course. something to, to play around with and, and actually be able to control what, what you want to do. Um,
0: I've, I- I find it handy, and mm. I, I've been using it for a, a few years, and I'm, I'm used to the idea of changing gears that way. Mm-hmm. What I'm not used to, and I think this is the same thing that you are still having the mental block with as Going well, through. is the clutch and and remembering to use it for everything and the the little dance between the clutch and the accelerator when you start... Um, look, so that you don't stall the damn thing every time.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely finding that bite point. Um, yep, I, changing gears. I didn't. I don't really have an issue with. Um, again, it's, but it's remembering
0: ta- your clutch every time.
1: Not even that. I it's not even that. It's it's it because I play a lot of PlayStation... Again, I'm saying this. I lo- I play a lot of PlayStation, but I play a lot of racing games, which yes. requires changing your gear rig. and you, in in my rig using a clutch. I'm quite used to that what I'm not used to is obviously that's in a racing setting so therefore I'm expected to go from matching my foot down on the clutch all the way and you know depressing the clutch all the way but then changing gears then releasing the clutch and the accelerator you know depressing the clutch uh, the accelerator all the way to get maximum power what I'm not used yep. to is depressing the clutch all the way which mind you in so in our mini goes so far back, it feels like your foot's going through the bloody floor of the car, you have to push that pedal back so far. Um, yeah. And then the accelerator, you're meant to put your foot on it, at maybe 1 or 2% weight. So it's so it's like, I'm not used to the fact that you're meant to push your foot all, in fact, I'm not used to using my left foot at all in a real car, but anyway, I'm not used to that idea of pushing <laughs> the clutch all the way car. in, but then not, yeah. not um, using the right foot so heavily compared to the left foot. The fact that there's such a disconnect between the amount of pressure and speed in movement weird, between the two two it? feet. Yeah, it, it look, it's, it's, it's like learning to dance, and I'm probably the least qualified dancer on the planet, seeing as I have the least amount of rhythm possible. I struggle to clap along to the beat of a song, let alone make my feet kind of choreograph between themselves and do that. So setting off from somewhere, from a standstill, finding the b- yeah. bite point and releasing the clutch without stalling it and getting accelerating enough without kind of over revving it or wheel spinning it. I don't know how I'm going to do it on hills. I don't know how I'm going to do it anywhere. Coming to a, you know, I still ask the question all the time of like, if I'm coming to a stop at a light, do I, you know, um, depress the clutch and then knock it out of gear or do I just roll to a stop and break? Like, it's just, there's so much to do and so much extra to do. Pop it in neutral. Yeah, but it's it's the kind of thing of like, do I do I downshift or do I just bring it to a stop in in, in neutral kind of thing? But anyway, yeah, there's so much a, to do.
0: There's there's a lot to learn. Um, like you, I've got an excellent teacher in our dear friend Jesse, mm-hmm. who has generously and I think in a lot of fear agreed for me to learn in her car. She's
1: donated. She's donated her clutch. <laughs> <laughs> To, to to science to the learning <laughs> it's process <really> bad.
0: yeah <laughs> she has indeed in in her little green car and it's our first lesson was terrifying and wonderful as well um, mm-hmm. I I think I did okay she thinks I did better than okay mm-hmm. but I did okay apparently um, they're they are I, many stalls. I was kind of getting the hang of it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, many, many, many stalls. Yeah, I had many and, stalls, and and moments where I was getting screamed at, going, "You'll flood the engine."
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like, um, oh, let me, let me,
0: let me do that. Yeah. Like
1: I, I need to learn them. Look, I think it's really yeah. good. Is and you know you see it more often once you've had a crack at it. When you get on the road. As a passenger again, yeah. you see so many, especially over here, you see me so many cars that are crunching gears or stalling, and you kind of go, yep. I'm right there with you, mate. Like, I, I get it. Yep. <laughs> Full
0: respect. I, it It's meant that if I'm in the car with her now, I'm paying a little closer attention to what she's actually doing. Yeah, I try to look at the, the floor, process. you know, as Sarah yeah.
1: drives, I try to look across and just watch what her
0: feet are doing. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think. With, with the time, and look, there isn't just shy of two months to keep practicing mm-hmm. and to keep getting the hang of it all. So I think it'll get there. Well, Drew, uh, and, and, and and as as I've learned and as
1: I, I know, every single car has a different bite point as well. So whatever you're learning now, you're going to have to learn it all again
0: as soon as you get into that car. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But, you know, I she made the fair point the other day that her car's a bit old and it's not as smooth for driving as... As a manual, like, her pedals are, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit worn, and the car's a bit worn out, so when it comes time to do it in the rental car, which will be in a lot better shape and a lot newer condition... some of those things should just happen a lot easier. Well, what I love is so the... Be, I love
1: the fact that our, yeah. our rental car that we had when we were over here early in the year was a 2019 car. You know, it was a brand new car. Um, wow. Fun fact for you, if you don't know that, when you get the car, look at the number plate, and if it has 19 yeah. in it or 18 in it or whatever year it has in it, that's the year of the car. If it has um, 6, 9, then it means it's a car from the second half of 2019. If it has... Um, 6 8, it means it's a car from the second half of um, 2018, but otherwise, if oh. it has, yes, they have the numbers in the plate. I think that's a clever system. Australia doesn't have that, they just completely that randomize it. That's very clever, it. yeah. But basically, if it's got whatever number it's got in it, that's the year that it's from.
0: Fascinating, yes.
1: So you'll be able to tell what year your car is from straight away when you see it uh, very, just by looking at the plate, yes. Um. Look, let's see what happens, Drew. You'll be fine. It is a much newer car, the higher car for sure, so therefore it should be easier. Yeah.
0: Look, I, I will have to be fine because the rental car's in my name.
1: So Yes, yes, you will you will have to be fine.
0: Yeah. And I have every intention of driving it out of the airport, so And into London. Good luck anyway oh god yes, any- anyway well,
1: that that well, we, uh,
0: we will see you there and you will <laughs> know then whether or not we survived yeah if there's um
1: white smoke trailing behind your car we'll know you'll, you've got serious clutch issues going on if
0: we rock up and it looks like mr bean's car <laughs> yeah, then yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> uh yeah exactly uh anyway that brings us on to our final segment which is our sick kent of the week now drew i i would like to take this one if you don't mind
0: you are more than welcome to and I know why yes exactly
1: so um yep. uh, over the weekend um, a family friend of mine um, uh, who you know was a very important person to um, my extended family a very important person to um, some yeah to to my family friends um, a man named Tony was killed in a hit and run incident uh, just outside of Sydney um essentially a man who uh, uh i don't go into too much details but someone who was attending a party that these guys happen to be at we believe it's all alleged at the moment um got incredibly drunk chose to drive home and as tony and his wife uh were walking home um was hit just you know a couple hundred meters away from where they were staying uh, was hit, and the person decided to drive off, because they thought that was the best thing to do, clearly over the limit as well, um, and uh, yeah, so Tony was killed, uh, and it, it's just, you know, it makes you really think about just how unfair the world can be, it makes you, you know, think about how important life is, it makes you think about um, the impact that we all have on the people that care about us, and, um, you know, what, what, what what we should take from life and how we should interact with other people and those that we love and and how it's always important to tell those that you love that you love them, because you never know when some piece of shit may take your life from you completely unfairly. Um, You know, this isn't something like a heart attack, which is cruel, but life. This is something where someone else has made a terrible decision and then taken something which isn't for someone else to take um and so i would very much like to give tony our sick end of the week for this week for giving of us course. that that enormous reminder on just how precious life is and just how cruel life can be and how cruel others can be but just how important life is and how much we need to care about it and um, make the best uh with those that we love because uh life is short and life is precious I think. I agree. Excellent. Thank you very much, Drew. Um, Yes. So that is our Sitkent of the Week. Tony, thank you very much. Of course, if you would like to be our Sitkent of the Week, make sure that you get in contact with us because if you are on the show, you often go into the running of being Sitkent of the Week unless something better comes along than yourself. Anyway, (laughs) I have to also say that on next week's show we'll have a Knives Out review. We're also going to have Drew's little kind of um, snippets a of information of, yeah, a, yeah a recap on the night of Jojo Rabbit uh, and um, yeah we'll see what else we got for you thank you Drew any, any last words anything else to say
0: uh, I think we'll also um, be able to start talking about the fact that I will have dived into the Christmas movies <laughs> Of course, because that starts as I have, well. I have actually, I have actually started, but I'll save that for next week.
1: <laughs> <coughs> well, excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, we will yes. also have to, whether it's next week or the week after, give another recap on um, Rick and Morty because there's another episode out this week, and obviously next week's episode will be out as well. Hopefully, we've watched them by then. Yes, of course. If not, we'll give them to you the week after that. But anyway, Drew, thank you very much. Phil, thank you. Thank you very much. How do and we, end this uh, we always end it by saying, Yep. We'll <laughs> be